guys uh, thank you for tuning in until our fifth episode if i'm not mistaken um today's topic is uh we just wrapped up a really good discussion about um preparing for ramadan little tips uh from our own personal experience that have helped us to get the most out of this blessed month as much as possible would you guys say that this was a pretty decent conversation we had yes it was i think this this conversation is is really good for somebody who's trying to get in that mindset uh to get ramadan uh to get their ramadan kind of kicking kicking for themselves mm -hmm. um so inshallah listen to the whole episode we talk about a lot of very um interesting topics that relate to ramadan including uh righting your wrongs and preparing your heart and your mind for ramadan right um and uh, also keep in mind, this is our first episode for season two. Yep. We're going to be kicking off today and we hope to see you guys uh, listen to us next week. Continuously. Which is Ramadan. See you guys in Ramadan. Inshallah. Inshallah. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. You know what's crazy actually, before we even start this, what? I was thinking that next Sunday is going to be... Uh, next Sunday's podcast, we're going to be fasting, bro. Mm -hmm. Ramadan oh, came yeah. up that fast, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So um, today's topic actually is involving Ramadan. It's our very first episode of our new season. Um, and the topic of this episode is preparing for Ramadan. So uh, I think our first priority uh, in getting ourselves ready for Ramadan is finding a way to kick our bad habits, right? Right. <clears throat> so sadly, over, over the year, uh, many of us accumulate these bad habits uh, as soon as Ramadan is over. And uh, after Ramadan, you know, shaitan is back in the picture. So it becomes difficult for everybody to stay consistent, right? That one month of consistency goes away uh, because shaitan is back and uh, we slowly fall off. Sadly, that's what happens to a lot of us. Um, and once that community spirit is gone and that spiritual, uh, spiritual elevation kind of dies out, uh, that's when we find it difficult to like keep up with our ibadah, right? Yeah. yeah, kicking our bad habits, uh, I think, should be the very first thing that uh, we focus on before even thinking about doing anything any good. We have to get rid of the evil in order to to focus on the good, right? Yeah. So before Ramadan, what what are some some things you guys do to kind of kick your bad habits and kind of get your get yourself in that mindset for Ramadan? Well, I would start with the, the earlier the better. You know, what I mean, you don't want to quote unquote kick off your bad habits the day before Ramadan or right when it begins because that's that's just a recipe for disaster. So the key I would say is to start off as early as you can. You know, try to like already start thinking about like start like reflecting about what are your bad habits. You know, are you someone with a bad temper? Are you someone that you know has some type type of type of bad deed that you do consistently? And so identify your bad and then start like working on strategies beforehand on getting rid of them you know come with the game plan is what i'm basically saying i mean coming up to the month of ramadan you know like you said a week there's a week left right so i think one important thing to do is to have self-reflection so you know you look back at your previous ramadan too and you identify things that you feel like you should have done more on like you know say a person wants to Say you tell yourself, "Oh, I want to pray. I want to pray all five prayers on um on the uh, assigned time or reading more Quran." 
um, those are like things you want to carry over into this Ramadan and make a sincere intention to, you know, uh, that you're going to do these things as well as, and then as far as bad habits too, the thing is uh, with that, one thing that really plays with our mind too is, uh, you know, not being able to uh, let go of the past too, you know? So you got to be able to fully commit to letting go of your past and these past uh, habits and realize that it's not a one day thing too, you know, you're not going to get over your bad habits in one day, but you got to, but the biggest thing I will say is you got to be sincere in making that change before all else and making dua that, you know, you're going to make this change for the better and that it's not just for you, but it's for the one above. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that sincere intention <clears throat> is definitely very important. And it's the first, I, I think that's the first step in kicking our bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also think a good method is replacing a bad habit with a good one, right? right. So let's say this is a very, very common uh, issue that a lot of us have is listening to music, right? Yeah. Before Ramadan kicks in, even a month before slowly try to kick out of that habit of listening to music and replace it with a motivational video yeah. a video of like listening to quran you know you want to get yeah, your mindset because you don't want to be listening to drake the night before <laughs> the <laughs> night before rose right yeah. before ramadan it's like oh let right. me get this last drake song in before ramadan starts well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you do have that habit uh replace that habit with with something good right Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that I would be very you. beneficial as well. Yeah. One thing I've always liked about Ramadan, right, and this goes into our topic a lot, is that this is the month that offers us offers us the opportunity for a clean slate. You know, there's a hadith in Bukhari. It says that it is stated that whoever fasts a month of Ramadan, all the sins will be forgiven. You know, so this is something to keep in mind of. You know, if you've accumulated these bad habits and you think you've done them so many times. And you just feel like you're just a pile of walking sin, right? Well, this is the opportunity now. You can get rid of it all in one go. So, you know, use that as your motivation, you know, the clean slate. One other thing, too, is it's also important to know why you're fasting during the month of Ramadan, too. It's not just one of those things where um, you just uh, you just go into it and have that mindset like, oh, this is just what I have to do. Like, no, take a take a minute, take a deeper dive into why you're doing this and, you know, have like that groundwork that this is why I'm doing it because you're why because the reason as to why has to be your reason for everything you know what I mean and uh you have to realize that fasting fasting during Ramadan is just beyond you know fasting x amount of hours you know it has a lot to do with with your environment as well right so the environment that you're around before or even during Ramadan can heavily impact your ibadah during that month uh and by by that I mean you want to you want to stay away from those friend groups that pull you away from Allah, right? And pull you away from uh, worship and distract you. And and especially during Ramadan, you want to be focused more on those friend groups within the masjid with other people that are fasting with you. You want to be around people that have the same mindset as you. That way, you can make the most out of your Ramadan, right? You're not yeah. you're not kind of stuck between oh I, I'm fasting but then my friends want to want to go to this concert or this this festival you know what I mean okay so, so okay let me ask you guys a genuine question I'm pretty sure most of the viewers on this podcast are college students you know who have hobbies and things like that you know other hobbies yeah yeah 18 through 24 is our yeah, yeah. our major age I think, group right right exactly so fasting going to college, studying, and working, how, what advice can you give to those people that are, you know, what's, what's some good advice we can yeah. give to those people who are in that, uh, 
in that uh, circle, you know? Yeah. The advice is this. Make a routine, you know? Yeah. Like, have it. Man, if you even need to write it down, write it down. But make a routine. You don't necessarily have to have it as strict as, like, a to-do list. But make, like, a list of stuff that you think will take up your day. Mm-hmm. And then, the, yeah, yeah. That's a that's very good uh, advice, actually. And then, also, going back to, to the to what I mentioned earlier, kick those bad habits because those bad habits like like binge watching and, and listening to music are all a waste of time, right? right? And in the month of Ramadan, you want to make the most out of your time. So kick those bad habits out and and make time for the things that you need to make time for. Work, school, Quran, prayer, masjid, tarawih, because uh, Ramadan for all of us is a very busy month. Yeah. We, we want to have fun during Ramadan and be with one another, you know, and have that, that, that community environment. But then we're also very busy and we get caught up with our own things. So yeah, kicking course. those bad habits not only is going to uh, make Ramadan easier for you, but it's also going to bring, your, uh, bring you closer to your worship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think it's all about being able to prioritize your um, main goals, you know. During Ramadan, you got to prioritize Allah above everything else. You know, of course, we live in a, you have to, you know, we have to, we have this worldly factor too that, you know, you got to go to school, you got to work and all those things too. That's fine. But at the same time, don't let that come in between you and in this blessed month. Because then at the end of the day, it's going to be no different than any other day that you um, go through. Yeah, that's very true. It's going to be no different than any other month, actually. The month of Ramadan is going to fly by and you're going to be like, oh man, um, the whole month went by and And nothing changed. changed." With bad habits too, I have like two pieces of advice too. You know, psychologically, like they did research on this. If you want to make a good habit or you want to break a bad habit... The key is to force yourself to do it 21 like days in a row. If you do that, according to like modern psychology, it will become a habit, you know? Oh. And so there is, that is something to think about. Yeah. And also remember too that in Ramadan, if you have like a really bad habit, know that you're like literally rest- restricting yourself from eating, you know? So yeah. if you can like restrict control yourself to the point where you don't have to eat, you can kick off this bad habit. So just yeah. keep these two things yeah, in yeah. mind. It's, it's about training your brain. So like you mentioned, uh, also, science has also proven that it's nearly impossible to, to leave a bad habit uh, by trying to, to simply just stop doing it, right? Yeah. Our mm-hmm. brain needs to create new pathways uh, in order to overcome bad habits. Uh, so just like there's a craving in the mind of a drunk person to obtain pleasure by drinking alcohol, uh, one who prays often and worships Allah often also develops that same pleasure, but they develop that pleasure through prayer. They don't develop that pleasure through, through drinking alcohol, right? So why not train your uh, brain to develop this pleasure through something beneficial like prayer uh, rather than training uh, your brain to benefit through something like drinking alcohol, which, which harms the body. I have right? a question for you guys. So like I have, I'm trying to get a psych degree, right? And I learned about this in class, but basically you guys are like aware of like dopamine, right? Well, mm-hmm. basically, they say one of the reasons why people get like into bad habits, whatever it be like, right? The one of the reasons is because like having like a particular bad habit, it's easy. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have exert a lot of effort into it. Yeah. But now say you want to work out, right? Mm-hmm. You actually get like, you feel more rewarded doing it. But the issue is, is that you have to start doing it. Like you have to like mm-hmm. exert way more effort beginning something like that. It has a lot to do with that buildup of dopamine in your brain as well. Uh, You mentioned a very good point because something as easy as drinking alcohol 
um, mm. it's easy to, to, to develop that dopamine buildup in the brain, right? right? Because all you have to do is drink to develop that buildup. It's not hard. But once the thing is, once you become addicted, you require more and more of it just to, just to get the it same level that, of yeah. dopamine. Yeah, you require, your you body requires it. it. It relies on it to get the same level of dopamine. So why don't we switch the gears around and rely on prayer that way, right? Mm. I'm not saying that we are drinking, but, but for somebody that's not drinking and just has minor bad habits, why not switch those minor bad habits around and train your brain's dopamine to focus on prayer, right? Yeah, you know, because, what, the, yes, you know what the scary thought is? Like, with regards to music too, they did a lot of research on this too. Music has a lot of like addicting effects too, man. There's people, man, that rely on music almost the whole day to like function throughout it, you know? Function, you mean you notice you don't too, want to especially, go through that. Yeah. especially uh, I apologize about cutting you off, but especially like I remember uh, being back in high school, really mindful thing was that one thing i really took big note of is that a lot of people like throughout their class schedule and period or whatever they would always have their earphones in they would always they always had to listen to some sort of song and then i'd ask yeah. them like why do you need to listen to all this music all day so like, oh, i just needed to get me through the day you know and at the same time you got to look at the context of what this music uh of what these artists are putting out nowadays because these things affect our the way we think and the way we um they have a greater effect on our emotions than we than we believe you mm -hmm. know what i mean so that, that's true that's it's like those even those kids listening to music in school like you said they are in a way training their brain but they're not training their brain in a good way right one thing too is like i feel like yes when you make that intention that's really good but at the same time you have to realize it's not going to be easy i feel like a lot of people they think that okay like i'm going to make this intention and i'm going to expect change Yes, you make dua, you're supposed to, but at the same time, you got to do your own part too, you know? Yeah, it's not just about making the in intention, it's about changing your environment and changing the way you live life altogether. Mm -hmm. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah, man. I would say if you are someone that's in that, like, you can almost say addicted phase, where you're so addicted to, like, some kind of, like, wrongdoing, then the only, like, solution to that first is the intention, then you got to get yourself busy, you know what I mean? Because you're already addicted, right? So you're obviously going to, like like feel way more inclined to do something wrong than like most others. So the only key, the only way to distract yourself from that. So you got to like make a routine, get yourself busy throughout the day. Yeah, there's no losing when you have that mindset, man. And what is your opinion? Like, cause you know, in the modern society we live in too, of course the number one source you're supposed to rely on is Allah. But I think one other important thing too, is to realize that it's not, it's perfectly fine getting professional help too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with I think, professional I help. I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, people are afraid of that professional help because um, that they kind of, they fear about, they fear about looking like an outcast, you know? Man, I, I wish I had, I wish I had knowledge on that topic, but that's true. It's a very common thing that people don't have. Oftentimes, especially here in America, people don't have somebody to turn to. They're very lonely, right? Mm -hmm. um, so seeking that's professional help, uh, from what I've heard, I, I think it would be very beneficial no, for one uh, yeah, rather no, than struggle with their problems mm -hmm. alone. You know, it's crazy that you mentioned that, like, you know, people don't have nobody to turn to. That's what that's what makes them turn to those like bad habits like you know so it's for example you said drinking or being on the phone looking at inappropriate things things like that you know because they find comfort and ease in those activities you know mm -hmm. so what like to combat that i feel like a lot of people they forget that you know there is the one to turn to that no that will never leave you in any kind of circumstance the one you could cry to the one that you could 
you know tell anything too because he's the all-knowing and all-watching you know yeah yeah it's not only is, is the remembrance of allah a good deed for the hereafter mm-hmm. but it, it's also it also deters us from the indecency of this dunya right yeah so that goes back to your point is that why why are we why are we gearing our our focus on things like alcohol that create a worse addiction and and worse habits rather than um kind of focusing that that attention towards the remembrance of allah right Mm -hmm. um and then i i do have another thing that you mentioned earlier in this podcast and i wanted to mention it too is do not hold on to the past i think a lot of people and then you are actually mentioning it too yeah yeah you want to have a clean slate slate, right you want to you want to put your heart at a sense of comfort before ramadan begins and you don't want to have that mindset that it's too late for me or that i don't want to be forgiven or too far gone exactly Mm because shaitan has an agenda to make you lose hope in the mercy of allah right Mm -hmm. um and the devil said to allah as well i shall continue to lead your servants astray as long as their souls are in their bodies and allah in return said i shall continue to pardon them uh, as long as they ask for my forgiveness Mm -hmm. so if you give up on yourself you're giving up on allah right yeah yeah most importantly and uh you know that's the functions of uh that's the functions we're supposed to do and then during the time of ramadan you know they say why is it such a you know, non-Muslims, they, are, they don't understand like the blessed, uh, they don't understand the blessings that the month holds. But it's just like, you know, the reason why you see most people like in the community so happy and like, you know, such with that glow on their faces because we're doing what we're meant to be doing, you know. You want to believe that Allah will forgive you for your sins before mm-hmm. Ramadan even begins. Right. Um, and even in Surah 39 of the Quran, right, Allah says, Oh, my servants who have, uh, who have transgressed against themselves by sinning, do not despair at the mercy of Allah, right? Indeed, Allah is the most forgiving and the most merciful. So how can you not see hope and value in yourself when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees that value in, sees value in you? It's mm-hmm. like if you don't see hope in yourself, then you're giving up on Allah altogether and you're falling into the hands of the shaitan. Yeah. Right? Yeah, man, Allah divided his mercy in into a hundred parts and he retained with him ninety-nine parts. So the mercy that you think that you know on this dunya, you're it's gonna be a completely different mercy when you see Allah on the day of judgment. We don't understand Allah's mercy and we never will, because Allah only sent down one one hundredth of his mercy. Right? Yeah. So you know, Ramadan, like in Islam. Yeah, they're out. Like, yeah, there are a lot of ways you can commit sins. But one thing people don't really think about, I think, is that there's so many opportunities too for those sins to be forgiven. You know, if you commit a sin, there's a hadith that says, you know, right when you commit a sin, pray two rakats right after. You know, there is this, there's the hadith about, you know, from one jummah to the next. If you didn't commit any major, uh, major sins in between that period, if you pray to Jummah, you'll be forgiven. You know, one Ramadan to the, one, to the next Ramadan. So you have all these opportunities. Yeah. And then after you sin, there's yeah. another Hadith, I believe, that after you sin, I didn't mean to cut you off, I'm yeah. sorry, but I just wanted to add one to that, is that um, if you commit a sin, you have six hours up until the yeah. point of that sin to ask for forgiveness and Allah will forgive yeah. you. You know, in Ramadan, man, the best thing about Ramadan, I think, is that it's an opportunity where you can build good habits and just erase everything in the past. You know, you can truly, you can truly walk out of Ramadan like a changed man if you really want to. You know, mm-hmm. and this is this is the time. You know, it's gonna force you to build good habits. It's gonna force you to get rid of bad habits. It's gonna force you to be in good company. You know, if you go to Tarawih or you open iftar there, like this is the opportunity. You know, yep. and it, it's it's a life changing experience, man. Once you experience Ramadan one time, you just you're eager for yeah, the next Ramadan. Like, I was so eager for this Ramadan, man. Yeah. We always talk about it, too. We're yeah. like, Ramadan's right around the corner. It's going to be Taraweeh at the masjid. Yeah. You know, every it's, year. Like, it's like an addiction, isn't it? <clears throat> every year, extent. man. 
I say this to myself every year, every Ramadan, I say this to myself, I'm like, you know, I need this Ramadan more than any other time of the year. But I think this time, I honestly mean it. I think I need this Ramadan more than any other period in my life, man. Well, may Allah allow us to see this next Ramadan. Yeah. Inshallah. I mean, yeah. There's one other thing to be mindful of is that, you know, we have the opportunity to be able to fast during the Ramadan, during this month of Ramadan. And then, because there's people from last Ramadan that aren't with us this Ramadan. Oh, so that's and one Stockton thing you over here, we've lost a lot of people among our Muslim community, very mm-hmm. sadly. Young, old. Young, old. You, don't, you won't believe it. And it's, hap- it's literally happening like right before the month of Ramadan. So, so it's like one thing you really got to um, be mindful of too is how blessed we are to even be alive during this yeah, time. You want to you right your wrongs while you're still alive as well, right? Anybody that you've wronged... Um, Ask for forgiveness from them, and anybody that has wronged you, ask Allah to forgive them. I mean, that way, your heart will be, your heart ease. will be at ease before Ramadan starts, and that will that will reflect um, on your on your uh, mind as well. Yeah, I mean, Shan, you're right, man. Just by making it to Ramadan, like just by lasting to it, like making to it, is already an accomplishment in and of itself. You know, like there's a dua that says, and there's, I don't know the exact wording of it, but it's like goes along something like, Yeah, Allah make us like reach Ramadan. So just by you being in that month right now is already in your favor. So, I mean, yeah. And also there is a statement that like the Salaf used to say, the Salaf mean like the first three generations of the Muslims. They used to say like, you know, once Iman, like Iman, right? In this case, motivation to do good, it changes and, and like it comes up and goes down, comes up and goes down. And this is for like religious people, non-religious people, everyone pretty much, right? And they say that like the Iman, it can be as big as the mountains, right? And some days it can be as small as the dust, but during Ramadan, man, it's it's pretty much because, like pretty yeah. consistent like it's as big as yeah, the mountains because the during whole ramadan shaitan is locked up yeah so if you're not making actions during ramadan then you really need to you yeah. really need a reality check yeah because man. if the shaitan is locked up and you're still uh, accumulating those bad habits during the month of ramadan while the entire muslim environment around you is is trying their best to 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 fast and to worship it's a reality check you need to wake up and realize that it's not shaitan anymore it's you yeah it's right? all you man i think, I think that's especially with the younger that's a generation scary thought, but that's true mm-hmm. especially with the younger generation we're young we don't get caught up in the act that um we don't get caught up with that idea that you know we could potentially leave this earth one day and it's just like you know once you put that in your head this is why it's a good idea to you know go to the grave for a reminder that this is where we're all going to end up rich poor it doesn't matter who you Ooh, are you i know? never thought about that that would actually be a very good thing to do before ramadan is go to the grave and just just mm. just read oh. the gravestones man a lot of those those people that that passed away they're our age mm-hmm. it's a reality check you know get that's a that's a great way to get yourself in the mindset that's for ramadan one, one thing too good is advice, that, bro. Cause, that causes you to self-reflect you know most importantly you need to be able to reflect on your uh you need to be able to uh, hold accountability to yourself more importantly because you know the minute you don't hold accountability most importantly that's where you start losing your humanity you know because you start thinking that's where you let your ego get the best of you and always, you always think you're in this position that you're always right over everybody else and that'll never allow you to learn and see that you know there's beyond there's more to it than you know just always being right all the time yeah because when you're in that that it's that same um it's that same arrogance that causes the shaitan to, uh, you know, fall from that such a high status to where he is right now. Yeah. You got to be mindful of that arrogance and realize Ooh. that we're not going to be in this world forever. So it's mm. best to right our wrongs before we don't get the chance to do that no more. Yeah. yeah.
Oh, I was I was just gonna go right back to like this is to bounce off your point. Mm-hmm. But and you know how I was saying like once Iman is at their highest in Ramadan, the Salaf also said that like when you have those periods of like high Iman, that's when you need to do as much good as you can. You know what I mean? Because you're not always gonna feel that motivated, right? And then so like take advantage when you're feeling motivated, do as much good in that like time as you can. Because then once it goes down, it's gonna be way harder. You know? Yep. And the then, yeah. the elevation and and kind of downfall of Iman is is very nobody's perfect right uh, mm-hmm. and it's very common that that our iman sometimes is going to be like okay. you mentioned better at other times and worse at some time so that's a good point is is built uh when your iman is high do as much as you can because later along the line when your iman is low you can look back and at least at least be proud of, be yourself. Proud of yourself and motivate yourself to to kind of go back, back to, yeah get yeah, back up to that before, level of emotion. you can do it again you're right yeah yeah it's a it's kind of a motivation to yourself so yeah that's true and ramadan can be that motivation if your iman is elevated during ramadan uh, you can use ramadan as a motivation to elevate yourself even when it's not even when ramadan is over one mm-hmm. other important thing i wanted to touch up on too is remember how you said um that having a right environment around you is really important i i really agree with that statement because you gotta have people who because if you have somebody for example like uh, another person around you who who knows your sins who's know you know what you've done or whatever not that it's their business but then you know those those the thing is some people they can use that against you too they can be like say you committed a major sin or something like that and then they use that against you and then it's going to put you in this position where um you're you're marked out to be as this bad guy and then you're in that mindset it's like okay i'm already this bad guy like what what's going to prevent me from uh committing more um uh bad sins you know what i mean that's why you got to surround yourself with people who uplift you to you know doing better too and then who remind you that it's not the end of the world that you sin you know at, you could always make forgiveness yeah at the same time though even if everybody around you uh sees you as a bad person when ramadan comes we're not going to be doing all these deeds to please other people and change no, about how other not. people feel about us we're going to be doing all prayer and all of this so that we can please allah and i guess what i'm trying to say is like don't let others uh, other people's uh, opinions about you like influence you to do um good you know and mm-hmm. not make you think that it's any less Yep. The downside of sinning like in public is that if you sin in public a lot, right? Now everyone around you kind of has like expectations out of you, you know what I mean? So if you're someone that's trying to change themselves, people around you I think you're kind of like like you're going through a phase, you know? Yeah, so but hey, change your environment because because Muslims are are very accepting of anybody. Yeah. If you if you've sinned so much, if you sinned your whole life and you go to a masjid to make new friends, they're not going to kick you out and be like, "Oh man, you have too many sins. We can't we can't be your friend. Look at us. We're perfect, you know? We don't sin and we're not perfect, but that's that's not our mindset. We we allow people to come in no matter what no matter what kind of past they've had, no matter what kind of sins they've committed. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we're all just trying to get better and do better for, you know, one purpose and that's to please Allah, you know? So realize that and, you know, be somebody in the community that some, everybody looks up to you and says they are very uplifting, you know, be mindful that we're not perfect people. Yeah, and Ramadan, man, is that opportunity you get where you can really build a relationship with the people of the masjid, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone's there at like Ramadan, you know? 
So if you go there consistently, that's a good opportunity. Yeah, and if you build that people. relationship during Ramadan, um, when your iman is low after Ramadan, like you mentioned, you can have all these people as your backbones to to kind of keep you up and keep your level of iman high. When you surround yourself around people like that, your iman is going to be higher. So yeah, take absolutely. that into consideration, right there. By the way, this is just a side point, but we all met uh, during Ramadan. You know that. Like did we? Yeah, we met during Ramadan. <laughs> That's actually. crazy. Uh, yeah, actually, back in we 2015. Did. Oh man, time flies. And how many Ramadans has it been since? It's been so many. Huh? Yeah. Seven. Alhamdulillah, Almost man. Seven. I'm grateful yeah, for that. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? I think I think this was a good way to wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah, I think yeah. so. You got any more points said. to add? Anything you guys wanted to say? I think no, that's all. Just the remember, I can you know. Get. A clean was, slate. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah. oh, I was just gonna summarize. I'll say this is <laughs> man, you guys are just having a constant summary. class today, man. <laughs> I was just gonna say I was just gonna end off with three points. You know, this is your opportunity for a clean slate. So remember that. Try to get rid of bad habits and build good habits, and go in Ramadan with a routine. Mm-hmm. That's those are my three okay, yeah, yeah. points. I, I I like those points. I think yeah. I think everybody, old, young needs to follow that yep and then also um anybody that holds a grudge a grudge against you like i mentioned yeah. ask allah for their forgiveness and every anybody that's uh that you've uh, wronged ask ask allah for your forgiveness and forgive them ask them for their forgiveness as well yeah um and then also your environment right ramadan's coming up it's right around the corner let's make that yeah let's make that push to change our environment if we are not in the right environment that we should be uh, mindfulness yes. yeah yeah yep. yeah i think that's, that wraps up everything then pretty know. much so next week man we're gonna be back on here and it's gonna be ramadan so yeah, yeah. week one of ramadan it's gonna be probably the first or second day of ramadan actually yeah, I think so, I think so. we'll see you guys then inshallah aside from that uh, make sure you guys tune in on all platforms spotify apple Podcasts, youtube as usual uh, appreciate you guys tuning in with us and you know listening to our thoughts and you know what we have to say on this subject even uh, like i always say even a couple minutes means a lot to us it goes a long way yep. so uh, thank you for that it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting sharing this ramadan with you guys too so it's gonna be one for the books, one for yeah, the inshallah. books. Inshallah. inshallah all right that's salam to us soon <laughs>